Welcome to the Pro Beauty Pod. I'm Eve, editor of Professional Beauty, and together with my team, we'll be bringing you insight and opinion on all of the hottest trends and the biggest stories in beauty, spa, nails and aesthetics, as well as chatting with industry leaders and innovators about the secrets of their success. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, I'm Ellen and I'm one of the content writers on the PB team. In this episode of the podcast, I'm talking to Hayley Snishko, who is one of my absolute favourite people in the beauty industry and probably in life generally. Uh, if you've met her, you'll know that she's literally the loveliest person in the world. She's an award-winning mobile therapist and the founder of Home Sanctuary, which is based in Surrey. And she's also the founder of the Massage for Mental Health campaign, which we'll get to hear a bit more about in this episode. We'll also be talking about her passion for mobile therapy and her top tips for setting up as a mobile therapist, as well as why she thinks education is so important for therapists and consumers. Hayley really embodies holistic beauty and wellness, and she has such a huge passion for the industry. So I hope you enjoy getting to know a bit more about her and her journey. Hi Hayley, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So how did you get into the beauty industry? What's been your sort of career journey to get where you are now? So I I always knew that this is what I wanted to do, actually from quite a young age. And my dad, he used to give me little hand and foot and head massages. And, you know, from a young age, and I was always so aware of the impact that had on me and it, it would calm me down so quickly. And... I think that was the trigger point for me realizing that actually massage is what I wanted to do. So, you know, I, I came into this industry, I, I came straight from school, I went to college, I studied for two years. So it's, it, it's always been a part of my life. And um, from college, I went straight to work at Penny Hill Park Spa. And I worked there for a couple of years. Um, and then I, I moved from there and I worked very briefly at a health club in Weybridge where I met my husband, who is a personal trainer. And he actually left to set up a business. And so I kind of left with him to set up my, my business as well, Home Sanctuary. And I've been doing that ever since. So it'll be, Home Sanctuary will be 12 years old this week. Oh, amazing. Um, And Home Sanctuary is a mobile business. Why did you decide you wanted to be mobile rather than setting up a salon? Oh, you know, I'm really glad you've asked this question. Um, Like I say, I've been mobile for 12 years and I consciously decided to do it, um, even though I've worked in a spa environment. Um, Because, firstly, because of the connection that you build with your clients, you know, it's it's different when you're going into the houses. You 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 become quite close, and you know I I don't I look after families, so I do you know the parents and I do the children, sometimes the grandparents, and you know some of the families I've been looking after I've been seeing since I began 12 years ago. So it it's more than treatments. It's it's a way of life for the majority of my clients, and it's really special. And mobile therapy creates that unique. Um, that unique relationship that you have and secondly you know when I when I think about you know some of the clients I've treated over the years you know clients who are you know terminally ill who can't get out of bed you know the elderly or people with mental health conditions who don't like going into other environments or you know mums or dads who have young children and they they can't get to 
a, a venue. Um, you know, mobile therapy is that bridge between our industry and these people who can't get to a premises. And it creates inclusivity for so many different types of people. Um, I'm looking after someone at the moment who's terminally ill and she can't get out of bed, let alone get to a salon. And, you know, for her, massage therapy is an integral part of her care. because It helps to manage her pain levels and her seizures as well. And she wouldn't have that without mobile therapy. And I, you know, it's a really important part of the industry that I'm really proud to be in. And, you know, there, there may come a point in the future where I'll have a premises, but I think I would always do mobile therapy as well, just for the impact that it has on, on so many people's lives. It does sound like it's really amazing for building up those kind of personal connections with clients, which are, is probably the most important aspect of the industry. What would you say has been your biggest professional achievements so far? Uh, well, that's a tough one. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've managed to work quite hard and, you know, I've achieved quite a few, particularly over the last few years, um, you know, like awards and talks and things. But, I mean, when I look at everything, I think for me, the biggest achievement was launching the Massage for Mental Health campaign. Um I mean, obviously, it's, you know, we know it's about massage therapy and having it as a treatment for mental health conditions. But, you know, the base of the campaign is, is based on my own trauma and my own mental health conditions. And, you know, I, that's don't, you know, that's quite a hard thing to talk about. You know, it has in the very beginning, it was quite hard to come out and say, you know, this has happened and this is my story. And, and to be able to have done that and take it where it has now, I'm, I'm really proud that I've actually been able to do that. And I'd say, you know, it's been really fulfilling. And um, so that's probably my, my biggest achievement campaign. Yeah, it's really nice that you kind of took something that was obviously quite difficult for you and traumatic and then you turned it into this thing that can be really sort of helpful for other people. Exactly, yeah. And I, you know, I really believe that as humans, we, we evolve and we change and we learn from people's experiences. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I've been able to define my experience and put it in a way that can help others. Can you tell us a bit more about massage for mental health and kind of what it is and what the aims of it are? Mm. So the massage for mental health campaign, it's the ultimate goal is to campaign to have massage therapy and as a treatment for mental health conditions, um, complementary to what's available at the moment, because obviously, you know, medication and talking therapies are really important. Um, and the massage therapy is I'm aiming to have it as a treatment for the physical side of mental health conditions. And so whilst that's the main goal, there's, there's so many other things as well that I'm trying to do with the campaign that are equally important you know, like uh, raising awareness to the consumer that this is an option if you're struggling with the physical symptoms, you know, raising awareness to the industry on how we can apply massage therapy um, and just bridging that, that gap between the medical side and our industry. What kind of progress have you seen with the campaign so far? It's been amazing, to be honest. I, I wasn't sure what to expect when I first started, but, you know, it 
I've, I mean, obviously, I've, I've managed to feature in professional beauty quite often. So thank you for that. And um, I've been on BBC Surrey. And I've also I featured recently in Good Housekeeping magazine. Um, but recently I had I was on the Sodesco stage at Professional Beauty and I did a 90 minute presentation on you know, massage therapy and mental health. And I did a demonstration as well. Um, and then from that, I was then in Italy at Cosmoprof and I did a demonstration on stage there, which was incredible. And, you know, I got to talk about massage therapy and mental health. So, you know, so far, it's just been such a great response. And, you know, I've had so many therapists who have contacted me to say, you know, yes, this is absolutely true. I've seen it so much. And, and even kind of the general consumer, I've had so many, so many people reach to me and say, actually, this has really helped me. And so, you know, it, a lot of people are thinking about it and talking about it, which is really positive. How can other therapists get involved with the campaign? At this point in time, it's just about spreading that message, you know, talking about it on social media, um, you know, educating their clients on, you know, how massage therapy can help with the physical symptoms um, yeah, and at the point this point, I say just talking about it. And it's quite a good time for people to start getting involved in it because um, in February was when the all-party parliamentary group on beauty and wellbeing published their report um, asking the government to prioritise social prescribing and to do more research into the value of complementary therapies. What's your take on this? What kind of benefits can these therapies have for people? Oh, I, you know, I think it's incredible. I think it's such an amazing uh, step and, um, you know, I know Millie and Helen at the British Beauty Council worked really hard on the report that helped this. So um, it's just amazing. You know, every day, us, our industry is helping clients with mental health conditions. You know, I've seen it. I've been there and I've felt it myself. And I know, you know, everyone watching this would have seen it as well. And I think this is that first step to getting the recognition that we as an industry deserve and, you know, more than that, you know, getting the help that we need as well to be able to help our clients. Um, so I think, you know, it's a fantastic step. And, you know, I hope that there something comes from it. So fingers crossed. Um, you know, I obviously I believe greatly in the power of complementary therapies. You know, I, as I say, you know, the campaign is based on my own story. And, you know, I had I suffered really badly with my mental health. And one of the biggest struggles for me was the physical symptoms. Um, you know, I had a lot of pain, my body felt heavy, um, my heart rate would go if I heard a noise that I wasn't expecting. And just they're just kind of a few of the things that I had experienced on a daily basis. And massage therapy for me helped to alleviate that and it helped to help my body to be able to move freely and I could breathe freely. And it just gave me so much space to you know focus on that psychological and the emotional aspect of the mental health um it, it does it has such a powerful impact and not to mention it's that human connection as well that you know it's fundamental for us as humans we need that connection um and it's just such an integral part of so many people's lives so to have that recognized by the medical profession that would be wonderful what would your ideal system be for social prescribing of complementary therapies? How would you like it to work? 
I mean, I think I would love to see our industry and the medical professions, you know, like psychiatry, um, come together and work together alongside each other to create, you know, a personalised plan for patients who are really struggling. Um, you know, come together and work through obviously social prescribing. And what are the next steps for massage for mental health? And how does that kind of tie in with this? What are your goals for it? So at the moment, I'm still working on the awareness, you know, just getting people talking about it. And I'm, I'm working on something quite big and exciting at the moment that I'm working through. I can't say too much more, to be honest, until it's done. But uh, don't worry, I'll give Professional Beauty the uh, first scoop <laughs> when it comes. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Brilliant. What's the biggest business challenge that you've overcome? The biggest business challenge, I think, was when I first started my mobile business. Um, it was it was kind of building up that strong client base. Um, you know, I, I didn't advertise and I've never really advertised my services simply because obviously that's one of my safety precautions. I think when you're going into people's houses, you need to be aware of who you're going to see. And so I've always worked on a refer-only basis. But, you know, when, at the very beginning, having that strong foundation is quite hard. It's quite slow. And so, you know, I just really focused on a strong brand image and customer service. You know, I talked to my clients about, um, you know, what services I offered and about how, you know, referring is a really important aspect of my business. And, and so I just, you know, I pushed and pushed and worked and it just, you know, I, you know, within the first year or so I had, I had a really strong foundation of clients, um, that, you know, continuously builds every single year, um, you know, to a point where, you know, the diary kind of fills itself really. And mobile therapy is something that you're really passionate about. What would your sort of top tips be for people who are considering going mobile? So firstly, you need to think about, I'd say, the area you're working in. I think you, you need to define your working area. That's really important because, you know, you have to make sure that your the bookings that you're bringing in are effective. So, you know, you're not going from one end of, you know, a place to another. Um, and so once you've established that, you then need to establish, you know, what treatments you are doing. You know, when I when I first started, I tried to offer everything. Um, but actually, over the years, I've really kind of narrowed down my services. And I, I really just focus on, you know, a, a few services like massage therapy and facials and reflexology. And, you know, that's kind of become my bread and butter. And it's, you know, it's what I'm known for in the area I work in. And so, you know, really working towards a niche, I definitely advise. Um, and, you know, really importantly as well, as, as I, I touched upon earlier, but it's safety, you know, as a mobile therapist, you know, you have to make sure that you're safe going into your client's houses. And so, you know, there might be processes that you put in place, uh, you know, for example, maybe doing refer only or perhaps vetting your clients on the phone beforehand, you know, speaking to them about how they found you and what they want to achieve just so you can get an idea of who they are as a person. Um, you know, making sure someone knows where you are throughout the day as well. You know, they're kind of the first few things I'd advise in terms of staying safe. Um, and then another piece of advice 
I'd say, and I'd say to anyone in the industry, actually, it's about really looking after yourself. Um, you know, mobile therapy is physically demanding. It is, it's hard work. And if you just give and give and give and you don't take time to look after yourself, you can burn out so quickly. And just make sure you know where your working limits are. Make sure you know how many you want to do in a day so you're not pushing yourself over the edge. And, you know, looking after yourself, getting your own treatments, just, you know, staying strong through exercise. You know, there are so many different things to think about. While we're talking about advice, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self when you were first starting out in the beauty industry? That's quite a hard one, actually. Um, my, my journey through this industry has been quite an emotional one, actually. And I mean, you know, if you were my younger self, Ellen, I think there's so much I'd say to you. Um, but I would say education, 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 you know, build that strong foundation of skills and techniques, because it's that that will carry you through the industry wherever you decide to go. And, you know, coming off from that, I'd say, take the risks, you know, and put yourself out there. And more importantly, believe in yourself, believe that what you have to say and what you have to do and, you know, believe that what you are bringing to the industry is valuable. And, you know, as long as you do all of that, you will make such a difference in so many people's lives. For education, what do you think are the like kind of most useful avenues for that for therapists? I think the initial, the initial training, like if you're first starting out in the industry, you need to make sure that it's a good uh, education, uh, educational provider. You know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of these short courses, you know, trained to be a massage therapist in a week or something. Like I would stay away from those. You know, it's not, when you're learning these skills, it's not something that can just be done quickly within two weeks. Um, so look for education that is, will provide you with long-term knowledge. Um, and then CPD training every single year. Um, there's, you know, there's never, there will never be a time when there's not something that you can't, there's not something you can't learn. And so, you know, educate yourselves in things that you're interested in, you know, so, you know, if you're interested in massage therapy, educating yourself in nails, for example, might not be the best path to take, you know, you need to think about where you want to be in 10 years time, what treatments you want to be offering and tailor your education through CPD uh, courses to, you know, meet where you want to be. So it just it keeps you passionate about what you're doing and it keeps you, you know, involved in the, the treatments that you're, you're doing. Yeah, I know that um, sort of the short courses are a massive kind of controversial topic in the world. Well, not even controversial, I don't know many people who are in favour of them, but... Is that something you think that needs to be sort of regulated or? Yes, absolutely. No, I, I think, I definitely think it needs to be regulated. Um, and I know obviously BabTAC, uh, they've launched their time initiative, which is educating the consumer about looking for therapists who, ha who are insured, so who have proper training, um, which is obviously, you know, it's a fantastic uh, start. <laughs> If you could change one thing about beauty industry, what would it be? I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily change, but I think that continuing the, the consumer education is really important. 
Um, you know, again, coming back to the time initiative, I know that's about educating the consumers on finding a therapist who is qualified and insured. Um, and, you know, the, the, the Massage for Mental Health campaign as well, a part of that is about educating the consumer about the benefits of massage therapy on mental health. And, you know, I think if we can focus as an industry on educating our consumers about, you know, what we do, what we have to offer, um, therapists and training, you know, what they get with different types of, you know, education that we've had, you know, I think can only continue to improve our industry as a whole. Um, you know, as well, like if you look at, you know, products, I mean, you know, a consumer can have at their fingertips access to thousands of different products. And, you know, I think educating them on, you know, sustainability and how these products and ingredients are sourced and how they're made, you know, giving them this information can only help to improve our industry. It can only help to improve how products are made and, you know, how, I think more importantly, how we're seen as an industry. Um, you know, I think that to me, I'm really passionate about how we are perceived as an industry. I, you know, and that's why the campaign is important because I think we, we need more recognition um, as how we're seen. So that's what I'd like to see. No, that's definitely something that a lot of different kind of bodies within the industry have been working on recently. I know professional beauty has, but it seems like good progress is being made. Um, so that's definitely reassuring. Definitely, yeah. What are the three beauty products you couldn't live without? This is a hard question. <laughs> there are so many amazing products I can't live without. Um, I mean, absolutely, first and foremost, SPF. I've been using SPF daily, come rain or shine, since my 20s. So for me, that is integral to my day-to-day -day life. And I would say um, at the moment, I'm really loving the Demologica um, Hyaluronic Ceramide Mist. If I have really dry skin and my my makeup can get quite flaky, so I'm using that throughout the day, and it, it does make such a difference to my my skin. Um, and then I think thirdly, I'm going to say a makeup product. Actually, I think the iconic iconic illuminator. I use it every day. I'm I'm wearing it at the moment actually. But even if my even if my well, I love it. It just creates such a glow and. You know, even if my skin is quite dry and, you know, it just helps to kind of bring a bit of glow and illumination to my face. So I'd say they're probably the three things I'm using religiously at the moment. Amazing. I feel like SPF is going to be a popular one. <laughs> yes, it should be. You know, it should be. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Should we do treatments as well? What are your favourite three beauty treatments? Oh, well, reflexology, definitely. I absolutely love reflexology. Just the, the difference it makes, you know, and it's so non-intrusive as well. So, if, you know, if I'm feeling a bit, you know, sometimes I can feel a bit vulnerable myself. Um, you know, it's it's such a nice treatment to have because let's say it's non-intrusive, but the impact it can have is huge. You know, it has such an impact on the body as a whole. And, you know, someone who's, you know, can get quite anxious, that's, it's really effective for me so reflexology um indian head massage you know for the same reason i absolutely love you know anything around my head and face and shoulders you know i, I hold a lot of tension up there so that for me again is my favorite and 
Oh, third one's a tough one. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'd say a full body massage. <laughs> As a massage therapist, I, you know, equally, I, I just, you know, I find it so effective in, you know, my, you know, my own mental health conditions. You know, I, I still, you know, have days where I struggle. And I know that I have those as a, you know, as a backup for me when I'm, when I need it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been amazing having you. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. It's been lovely as ever.